A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. We are discussing careers here on Money FM 89.3. And for that, I'd like to welcome back my former Disney Southeast Asia colleague, Raju Venkataraman. He, of course, was the former CFO at Disney Southeast Asia, also the head of strategy. He's now an executive coach and he's a, a trainer of uh, leadership uh, people across Asia. Welcome back once again, Raju. Hey, good morning, Jason. Good morning to the listeners. And thank you for having me again. Yeah, it's good to see you again, Raju. And we're going to do uh, some sharing here. We're going to talk about decisions that we made in our career, the five best decisions we made in our career that really helped us along the way. And we're hoping that the listeners will get some guidance or inspiration from this because you've worked 32 plus years. I've worked almost 40 years. You're giving away my age. (laughs) Well, I'm older than you, so uh, (laughs) we're in the same boat as this. So let's start with uh, your first point. And it really relates to a big decision you made in, in 2016 when you actually left Disney Southeast Asia to go out on your own and begin this portfolio career. Yeah, meaning commencing my journey as a solopreneur. I like that, solopreneur. It's not an easy decision. It involved sort of digging deep into my why. I took a five-month sabbatical. Mm. And for the first time, I went away on a solo trip to Europe and the Middle East. Not to do any introspection, just to let what little of my hair I have down. (laughs) To put things in perspective, you know, we worked together at at Sandcrawler there in in Fusionopolis. And you were one guy that was always busy because you you had so much responsibility. I mean, everything went through Raju uh, at Disney Southeast Asia. You know, you're across everything. Really, you were working there with Rob Gilby. And you were the guy that he would go to. He was the general manager and you would make things happen. And you, of course, had strategy and, and was so much involved, wasn't it? There was. And, you know, it, it does take its toll. So for the first uh, 29 years of my career, uh, I would say that I learned to love what I was doing. And that's very important. We need to find purpose and meaning in what we are doing. Mm. And that allowed me to thoroughly enjoy most of my corporate tenure. At that what? point, do you think you were... You know, was it a gradual decision you made or was it something you said, okay, now's the time? Actually, the break that I took, that made my decision-making process, Mm. it gave me a lot of clarity. Sometimes you just need to step back. And that's when I said I dug deep. I'm a fan of Simon Sinek. Uh, So start with why. So I dug deep into my why and decided that I want to boldly pursue my passion and make a career out of it. So you're looking at things that you got the most pleasure of. Correct. And what it gives me immense satisfaction, what I'm doing Mm. today. So powering on individual leaders and executives to fulfill their potential and meet their aspirations. And I'm doing it through one-on-one leadership coaching, one-on-one career coaching, and one-to-many training workshops on a variety of business skills and leadership skills. Right. So you're doing what you're really best at. You know, you're sharing some things from your career that can help leaders in in different industries, I guess. Absolutely. And again, I'm not resting on my laurels. Mm. I'm just not depending on my past success. I'm continuously learning so that I can stay relevant. Okay, the five best decisions that Raju Venkataraman, former Disney Southeast Asia CFO and head of strategy made. Okay, another decision that you made early in 2001, about eight months after joining Disney in a pure finance role, you sought and secured an opportunity in sales. That's a big change. (laughs) It was. And uh, (laughs) let me here thank my boss at that time, Raymond Miranda. I somehow, after about seven, eight months, I felt the finance work was not enough. It was good. I was helping the company quite a bit, but I felt it was not challenging me enough. So I spoke to him about my desire to do more. He was not able to offer me clearly, meaning he was not able to straight away say, Mm -hmm. okay, do Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. He just 
sort of he was thinking aloud and said he was looking for someone to help him try and expand the distribution of the channels and the most immediate and pressing need was in indonesia the company had been trying for a while now i just put up my hand i don't know was a dutch courage you know i was not drinking much <laughs> i said and i offered to try and i'm so thankful he gave me the opportunity but what kind of exposure had you had in sales up to that point so in the small company that i'd worked for earlier mm-hmm. i had done a mishmash of roles mm-hmm. i had done a mishmash of roles and i got exposed to a lot of things but that's about it but the long and short of the story is in about 3 months i had closed profitable deals with two main pay tv distributors and good thing for me those deals got approved and implemented in record time thus began my career in sales my friend and believe it or not against every tenet of internal control for the next 7 years i held charge of both the finance and sales roles yeah, wow. for disney southeast asia media networks now that is a big uh, lot of responsibility but what would you say to people listening out there who are thinking of doing what you you did what what helped you make that jump obviously those two early deals you know they got you momentum didn't it if i had not offered that i wanted to do it i wouldn't have gotten that opportunity right so what i talk here about the lesson is taking initiative and grabbing the bull by its horn you know i'm reminded of what sheryl sandberg described nothing at facebook is someone else's problem jason you tell me <laughs> there is nothing more frustrating than a colleague who passes the buck or proclaims that's not my job yeah that was one thing about you raju i i when i work with you at disney you would always try and help no matter what it was even if it was a small thing about yeah. something to do with the facilities i mean you'd be across it yeah. see most career accelerations happen when someone steps into a mess and makes a difference mm-hmm. right people notice that don't they yeah 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 that doesn't mean you become a busy body and you have to solve them all no but then you certainly should give it a damn for sure we're with uh, raju venkataraman executive coach and leadership trainer talking about the five best decisions he made in his career as he climbed up the tree to become CFO of Disney Southeast Asia head of strategy. Okay, 2008, you bravely cut your links to finance and took on the role of vice president of sales and distribution for the entire APAC region that was at Disney. Yes. <laughs> that was a major decision. Mm. That was a major decision. So I had a finance background. For 7 years I had been doing finance and sales and had done it well and that's when the company sort of again the company was gracious my boss then Laura went she spoke to the her bosses and they were all very gracious they offered me a geographical expansion from southeast asia to asia pacific role i picked that i would do i would lead sales in asia pacific and that's when i met my next boss rob gilby who actually did not give it to me on a platter if he's listening to this he will know he gave me some tough auditions <laughs> in new zealand and hong kong before i passed his test So he made you do a couple Oh yeah, of he made things. me sweat. Wow. But I I I'm thankful to him. I'm thankful to him. Well, Rob's been on this show and and he's spoken yeah. highly of you and and his time at Disney, but that uh you would say you need to prove that you can do it before you get accepted sometimes. Absolutely. First deserve then desire. And many times you have to act into your next job, not with a sense of entitlement. Mm. And I did this several times in my career. So you act as if you know what you're doing in this next no, job. No, 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 not act what as if what you're doing, but take on that role. You may not get an increment, you may not get your promotion, mm-hmm. but quietly augmenting your responsibility and helping your boss and the organization. You have taken a role outside your job description without making an obvious play for it. Mm. I call this auditioning. Nice. Yeah. So your initiative mm. and the skills that you gain will certainly pay off. And at least for me, they paid off. They paid off. 
It's a matter of time. What else would you say if someone is doing an Asia-only role and it becomes an APEC role? That's a different, bigger part of uh, geography, isn't it? It is a bigger part of geography. You're leading people who are culturally very different. Their expectations are different. The mode of working is different. And if it's sales, you're not just dealing with internal people, but customers whose mindset is different. And the landscape, the market landscape is different. So when I expanded my portfolio from Southeast Asia and I had to go to Korea, where the cable industry was so, 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 so different mm. from Australia or New Zealand. Very different. Or dealing with partners in Hong Kong or Taiwan or India. Different to ASEAN, isn't it? Very different. So the learning curve, so learning agility, right? You can't be lazy. You can't just say, oh, I've succeeded in Southeast Asia, so I'm entitled to succeed in Asia Pacific. No. And many mistakes along the way. And learning from colleagues, humility. Five best decisions that Raju Venkataraman made in his career. All right. When you took on your new role in 2012 as CFO, um, the entire Southeast Asia as well as um, other parts, you said yes when it was offered an opportunity to head up strategy and biz development as well. I remember this conversation. Again, it was with Rob Gilby on a Friday. I was the CFO across all the lines of business. And he was mentioning that the head of strategy had left and we were looking for a new head of strategy. And I was asking him, how is he going about the search? And then he suddenly surprised me by saying, hey, Raju, what about you? <laughs> You're said, already doing so much. So I said, I'm, I've just taken on this role. So I'm not instead, mm. in addition to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think when he said that? Because you were already busy. I, I, I didn't know what to say. Mm. But then I went back home. I, I requested him time. I went back home and I read this quote. Somehow, again, mm-hmm. I read this quotation by Richard Branson. If somebody offers you an amazing opportunity, but you're not sure you're 100% ready at this moment to do, say yes. <laughs> then learn how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. That's a famous quote, isn't it? Again, it's serendipity that I came across that quotation as I was thinking about how, do, how to respond to Rob. On Monday, I went back and said yes. Wow. But that is uh, a bit scary, isn't it? Because it, is. it was. But I guess you don't want to kill yourself. So you have to, I guess, delegate yeah, in yeah. a better way because yes. you're going to, in these all yes. these roles, you need yes. to delegate more because you can't spread yourself yes. too Absolutely. thin. Absolutely. You're not a super, superhero. Yeah. You can't spread yourself too thin. Yes. So you need to recruit good people and multiply your results by working through them, by empowering them. Mm. But of course, but you have to learn. People will not respect you. So I got fabulous opportunities to work with the CEO and my fellow colleagues on the leadership team to develop strategies for growing our business. Some very good decisions that we took during that time, working with my colleagues, which took the business well ahead. Were there any kind of slip-ups in areas where you had to sort of take a step away because you were taking on more? You know, where maybe you'd put someone in and didn't, they didn't execute as you would have done it. So. Yes. So, so that is when you need to sort of exercise patience. And second, you need to own up and not blame others. So you need to really step up and shoulder the responsibility. You can hold these people accountable, mm-hmm. but to the external world, to your bosses, to corporate HQ at Burbank, the buck stops you take, with yeah, you. The buck stops with you. What I told my people is, guys, you don't need to watch your backs. I watch your back. March ahead. And you don't need to check for every minor decision with me. Mm. If you believe it is right, go ahead. Subsequently, let's say I don't agree with you. I'll talk to you in private so that mm. it's a guideline for the future. With Raju Venkataraman talking about his career, the five best decisions he made as he 
climbed up the tree at Disney Southeast Asia. As a newly qualified chartered accountant, going back to 1987, early in your career, you chose an internal audit role as your first corporate job and it helped you immensely. It did. I had completed my chartered accounting and my undergraduation as looking for a job. And this and was in India, wasn't that's it? That's right. That's right. And I had my eyes set on two companies, which I thought, again, based on my limited information, used to offer very comprehensive management training across multiple roles, across factories and sales, et cetera, et cetera, for a finance guy. It was ITC and Unilever. Mm -hmm. And the third company I had my eyes on were Rallis India, which was a multi-technology group. Right. But they didn't have a formal management training program. Let me confess here, I went for interviews with ITC and Unilever, Hindustan Lever. Yeah. I didn't get selected. Okay. But, but luckily, my third choice, Rallis, they didn't have management training, but the next best I thought, and which got vindicated subsequently, was a career in internal audit. Right. So even those those other companies, probably bigger names, right? Yeah. And Ra they now, Rallis the... is part of the Tata's group. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. still... The Tata, Tata, the Tata group, they owned about 30-odd percent. I see. I and see. then Faison's PLC owned some stake, etc., etc. Mm. So that way, I got tremendous exposure. I'm so grateful that I got that opportunity and I made that decision. In one job, over two years, I got to do internal audit of agrochemical factories, First, fertilizer trading operations, pharma, bulk drug, and formulation factories, factories for manufacturing wolf tools in collaboration with UK, mm -hmm. for consumer durables, ready-made garments manufacturing, seafood processing, and sales and service operations for all of these. Wow, that's Can very, you imagine? very broad, isn't it? Can you imagine? Yeah. It seems like a fairy tale. Yeah, great experience, great exposure, wasn't it? It was a fabulous introduction to my corporate career rather than during a pure accounting or finance role. Mm. And Jason, these days when I conduct workshop for finance leaders on finance business partnering, this early career journey of mine comes vividly to mind. And how useful that was in laying firm foundations for me as a finance business partner. It's very important, isn't it, the early career where you can get that exposure, you get that experience, that sets you up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, Jason. And if you don't mind, I want to sneak in a sixth one. Sure, because I think sure. it will be useful to the listeners. After starting my career in large MNCs for five years, I joined smaller companies, had three stints totaling eight years. Learned hell a lot, but I was impatient. I wanted to get back into an MNC environment. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was looking around and then I was applying and in being interviewed for the Disney role in 2000. I was prepared for a pay cut. I had already discussed with my wife. I said, I want to get back into an MNC environment. And Disney, and Disney is a dream job. Yep. I want to get it. I'm ready for a pay cut. She had agreed. And I actually took a 25% haircut. <laughs> Believe it or not, at 34 right. years of age, right. I took a 25% haircut. You know, and your mid-30s, uh, yeah. that's when you want to be earning good money. Yeah. So It that was not easy. You had to swallow a bit of pill there. But friend, I had self-belief that this was a small price to pay for what I wanted. And true enough, I was able to deploy what I'd learned, shine at Disney, get promoted in two years. And within two years... I had zoomed past the 25% deficit. I'm sure. And the rest is history. It paid off in the end, didn't it? it? Did. So simple lesson for me there. There are times in your career, you need to take a step or two back to later surge ahead. We have to go slow to grow faster. 
Wonderful. Five best decisions that Raju Venkataraman, former Disney Southeast Asia CFO and head of strategy now, executive coach and leadership trainer. Thank you very much to Raju Venkataraman. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.